Hey guys, it's Cam with Freebird, and I am so excited, so honored to have this incredible guest with me this week, Mr. Philip Wolf. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I have been so excited for this moment. And, you know, unfortunate COVID made it happen sooner, which I'm grateful for, but you're on the ground. This is crazy. You are always all over the place, huh? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I do travel quite a bit, or I used to anyways. Um, but yes, I have been grounded. I am in my home here in Los Angeles, actually in my office here. And, uh, you know, it's it's so crazy to be in one spot for so long. It's, I, I haven't done it in years, you know, so it's uh, it's interesting. What have you found that has been a refreshing part of this experience being home being that it's not a norm for you in a day-to-day -day routine like typically you're on the go on the move and now you're finding a new norm what have you found that you've truly enjoyed about it well um that's a good question you know i i would say what i do enjoy is uh something that i think we all uh, are familiar with sleep <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's been great to not have to be like this is what i do it's like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I always feel like, oh, am I late? Or, you know, uh, and I, I need to catch a flight or I need to catch my Uber or whatever, or am I late for the class or whatever? It's just, I'm always boom, boom, boom. And so, um, so to be able to wake up and go, uh, I'll just go back to sleep. That's not. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Uh, I mean, lately it's been, you know, now that we've been, you know, locked up for a while now, I think, you know, now there's more meetings and Zooms and things like that, which, which is totally fine. But, um, in the beginning, those first few weeks, nobody knew what was going on, right? Like, it was crazy. No. Yeah. It was. It was quite crazy. It came out of nowhere. And you guys down in L.A., one of our teammates, our beautiful Jen, is down there. And um, how is it for you on your day-to-day? -day? Like, is it feeling pretty intense still? Or are you guys starting to lighten up a little? How is it going down there? Yeah, you know, I would say it's 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 not bad, but I would say it's definitely still a little tense. And I say mm -hmm. that because... Um, and it could just be my personal experience. I don't know. But I sure. remember after about three weeks where everyone pretty much knew, okay, gloves, mask, it's a normal thing. We should do it now. I remember going into my uh, elevator and there was this lady there and she had her mask and everything. And these are, it's a new building that I live in. So it's, you know, it's fairly sizable uh, yeah. an elevator she freaked out on me like just because it was me danny was with me and all of a sudden it was no 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 don't get in here too many people and like put her hand out and started pushing the oh button my I thought to myself oh my gosh like yeah i don't know it just took me off guard it was shocking a little bit and, but i understood i guess because i thought wow this is really striking fear in people right yeah. so uh but at any rate yes and then going to stores and seeing the yeah. lines and then security guards getting very you know fearsome people you know so that that's why i feel like it's very tense still, yeah you know yeah. i agree and it's so interesting because you know we operate a lot from our home base office so um we don't have to go out as often and unfortunate for that for you know the ease of all of it but when we do it's very interesting because you go to the stores and everyone is it looks at humans like they're not humans and it's like you guys like kindness can still be felt in your expressions in your body language and you know so make sure you go out there and you show that kindness because everyone has some kind of sense of fear of this no one knows this is 
no one knows what to do with this. So just be kind because that experience, I feel that every time I go to a grocery store, I really do. Like, it, it's like, they look at you like you shouldn't be here. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do for my family? Like, I understand that I'm in the younger demographic, but yeah, it is an interesting time. But I think if we can just remind ourselves that this will end, it's going to be an interesting new norm. But getting there with kindness is going to be good. But I'm looking forward to the day. It's not so weird to go to the grocery store anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, you know, it, you know we, we hear a lot of the messages, you know, stronger together. We want, we, we're all in this together, which is true. And uh, mm -hmm. there are a, a good group of people who are about that movement and, 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 and they have that right attitude. But I have to say, once you step out into reality, not everyone's on that, on that movement. And it's like, it's kind of like where, first of all, let's just say this, you're in a mask. You don't even know if someone's smiling or not. First no, of all, no. And then if they're wearing sunglasses, you have no clue what they're thinking or what their expression is. And um, I'll be honest with you. Um, when it comes to profiling and stuff, because it still happens, you know? Yeah. And um, you see certain people come in somewhere all like this, it's a little intimidating, right? It's true. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I get that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my look can be very, I guess, you know, not as normal. And so sometimes you go to certain places and people are very like, oh, goodness, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's been... It's yeah, or walking at the trails, like, that was, like... Derek and I were walking one day and people made a very big effort to go about 20 feet out away from us. And it was like, wow, that was when I think it really set in for us that, okay, okay, like, we're not trying to be by anyone, but it feels like we're not doing a good enough job distancing, apparently. Like, it's just, it is strange. It's very strange, for sure. Yeah. And no. how is, how interesting to see how our industry, I mean, I see this as, you know, segueing into this incredible industry that we both have been privileged to be a part of it's I hope that when we all come out of this and it's gonna take time like nothing happens overnight but as we come out we find a new norm and we don't run ourselves ragged and we can find that creative spark again and a new inspiration into what we do as an industry because I don't know about you but I definitely felt about two and a half years ago when I was really active traveling behind the chair I kept asking myself the same question of like, okay, but what am I going to do next? Like what? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Like I felt like I was hitting this lack of inspiration and creative spark because I was just doing these things on repeat almost. And so I look at this as this refresh none of us wanted, but it's a beautiful opportunity to use it as that. And hearing professionals, I, I definitely am feeling that. Have you been talking with, how are you what are you hearing on your side of the woods? Like what's going on in like your circle of friends? Like, is it an opportunity to come back different? Like, or are people just excited to go back into the old norm or try to go back? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it sounds to me like, you know, similar to like just hitting a wall, right. Where you're totally. just, and okay, now what? Well, yeah. I have to say, um, so for me, two and a half yeah. years ago and now definitely two different times, but, um, I would say during around this time, speaking with my friends, you know, it's yeah. pretty much similar. We're all ready to definitely, you know, get back to work, but we're just actively trying to think of ways to, you know, make things uh, as positive as possible. At the end of the day, that, that's all we could really totally. do. Sit here and concentrate on the negative. That, that never turns out good. No one's ever sat there and been negative, <laughs> negative, and then something great happened. You know, it just doesn't work that. You know what I mean? No. 
No. Yeah, I get it. Totally. It's interesting to see. And I love watching it because, you know, no matter where these creatives are, you know, there's such a range in professional approaches, career experience, whatever it is. And it's like hearing all of these different um, motivating opportunities for people to be like, I want to do this different when I come back. Or, you know what, I'm going to dive into this because I held myself back. That's what I'm very hopeful for is that no matter what, we just use this as a positive for our industry and experience. And I think that it's going to be a pretty amazing thing to see us all come back to life. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think that it's the simple things. Like, for example, the simple act of communicating just with one person. Let's talk, let's chat for 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. The act of that alone conceptually is like, eh, maybe I could do it, maybe I can't. But when you physically actually do it, I swear to you, 99 times out of 100, you're going to feel better. I don't know what that is, but it's, 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 you get a, a little bit of a hot, you get a, a that endorphin. Hot. Yeah, yeah, the energies. It's that energy back and forth of another human. We're just, we're coming together. And I think that's what's so beautiful to really, um, you know, take this and we'll, we'll segue into the industry and your, and your journey here. But one thing that I think that is beautiful is we're seeing why we're so important as an industry and as a profession, because this energy that we share with one another, whether it's on the platform and we're sharing our knowledge or behind a chair sharing our knowledge, there's energy transferred between one another and we get to be with clients and do that too. So it's this very, um, I, I call it a privilege to be in this industry because there's not many professions that human beings have the capability to be in the personal space, to hear the intimate stories, to help someone leave your chair and feel beautiful and have a pep in their step and that energy transfer that happens or the joy or the conversation, whatever it is, it's simply magical in my opinion. And I would imagine for you being, what was it? 23 years you've been in the industry. Yeah. Tell me what in the world you get to start wherever you want, Philip, but what has been your experience in the beauty industry? Well, you know, I have to say, I would agree with you. Yes, it definitely is a privilege. And uh, sometimes I laugh because I think to myself, okay, I take scissors and I go like this, snip, <laughs> and then someone pays me money, enough where I can live. This to me, is crazy, right? I mean, obviously it gets more complicated than that, but down to it, we are in the service industry, you know? And that, uh, what we serve is something that's more than what the act of it is, right? I mean, there's just so much more that happens there. And sometimes not a lot of people talk about this, but there's so much involved. And that's what makes it special and a privilege, as you said. Uh, but Back to, you know, what, what, what is my life? Well, it's funny because, um, I mean, I guess I can start from the beginning. I don't know how much You time. can do whatever you want. Like, no. to be honest with you, I love putting you guys on the spot because I think that a lot of times, especially when your story is asked often, you know, there can be parts of the story that people want to hear. There's no want to hear anything. I would love to hear the stories that meant the most to you, whether that was never known or told before. Like, even if it was something small, like I went to beauty school and, uh, because I wanted to work my way through nursing because I wanted to help people. That's all I knew. I just didn't know I could do it in hair. So, but not a lot of people hear that, but I w that's just an example. Like it doesn't matter. Whatever part means something to you, you want to share. This is yours, whatever you want to do. 
Great. Well, then I, I will talk about this then. I have to say, yeah. like, so j just to go maybe even a little before I got into here, I just want to explain because this all, yeah. it goes yeah. together. <laughs> so, um, what it is, is I, I was born, first of all, I'm, I'm a, a mixed race individual, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and both sides are also mixed within that too. So it's a very much of a, a mutt situation. A beautiful, a beautiful combination <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, well, so, and, and so I was born overseas in Europe, right? So that's just kind of how that was because my father was in the U.S. military. And then before that, he was in, um, in Asia where he met my, my mother. So what I'm saying is, is uh, and I'm going to date myself here, but that was back in the 70s, okay? Mm -hmm. So I was born there. And then I didn't come to the U.S. till about, uh, well, I came here to the East Coast a few years from kindergarten to second, then I went back to overseas and then back again as a teenager and stayed here pretty much ever since. So there was a lot of kind of like when I came back to the United States, I thought to myself, okay, and mind you, this is the coming of age time of someone's okay. life, right? You know, the, 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 and it's like, I think we all go through this, but I think for me, the anticipation of hearing about the States, that's how people referred to America was the States, right? That was just kind of the thing in Europe. And you hear about the States all the time. The cool movies come out first, the cool clothes, just everything was first there. But then it's funny because when in the US, we're, yeah. in Europe, <laughs> as you get older, you realize it's all perception, it's right? It's the same, yeah. It's all, all perception. Uh, so anyways, I, I get here and then it's, where do I belong? Like I, you know, First of all, it was a little bit uh, strange also growing up where stereotypes, that was the truth. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like that's all oh, people oh. really knew outside of their, what they know, right? And yeah, so- Yeah, their little day-to-day, -day, for sure. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So I did deal with a lot of, um, I would say, so, you know, some bullying, some things of, yeah. you know, making fun of culture and this, that, and the other, because that's all they knew was from movies or, or what someone told them, right? So- yeah. I just thought to myself, where do I belong here? You know, I knew that I always liked uh, arts. I liked music, things like that. And I was always someone who wanted to express myself in some way, but I felt as though I could not for whatever reason. Maybe it was the times, maybe it was, uh, I don't know what, the culture at the time. So when I came across the hair industry, we'll fast forward several years, okay? Um, I was at an age where I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was out of high school at the time. Um, I did a little bit of community college, but I quickly knew that wasn't for me. <laughs> like, nope. Uh, I thought, well, well, what can I do? You know, I didn't really, uh, I, at first I thought, okay, this was the 90s, by the way. We're fast forward to the 90s. I thought, mm -hmm. okay, computers, this is where it's going to be. So I had a good job doing that for a while, but I didn't have any, you know, what do you call that? certificates or anything saying that I was certified anything. I just knew it. Anyhow, dot-com boom, crashed, and then they had to let people go. So I couldn't get another job doing that because I didn't have the certification. So I thought, okay, what do I do? Uh, I'm still on a search of who am I? What, what am I? what is my true passion? So someone said, look, just do something that you want to do, not just something that you think is the right thing. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let me try this. I was either going to try something in the arts, whether tattoos, because I liked drawing at the time, or what could it be? And funny enough, 
I looked in the classified ads in the newspaper, took the old red Sharpie and was circling and crossing out things. And then I did see something, it was really small too. And it said, apprenticeship opening. And I thought to myself, does that mean uh, I could learn for free? Like in my mind, I'm thinking, right? Because I didn't have any money, right? Right. So, and, and I didn't go to beauty school because I'm like, you know what? So I went in, long story short, he ended up hiring me because he said, hey, I, I like your personality, I like your style. He said, but you know, we have a problem. And I said, yeah, he goes, well, you don't have a license. I said, yeah, he goes, you never even went to school? I said, well, no. He said, look, in this state, which was Maryland, okay there was at the time um there was an apprenticeship program where you could get your boss to sign off hours and yeah. then eventually take what's called an equivalency test yeah. so i took the equivalency test and then the equivalency test allowed me to take my state board exam so that's what i did i did it that way and i was able yeah. to get my license and i that's how i did it 100 so you know i just never went to beauty school so then i went to beauty school or uh, then i went to apprenticeship and then, you know, eventually I moved on and on, but I started at it like a Tony and Guy salon. And nice. I just thought it was the coolest thing, you know, because he gave me a book and it was, um, anyone who knows uh, Tony and Guy from back in the day, they know Foundations. Foundations was the, the, the grail, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say that was, <laughs> yeah. you know? it was the true cup of a carpenter, if you know what I'm saying, yes. when it comes yeah. to haircutting, because it was all the classic looks, but in bumped up in a modern way boom there it was and i studied that thing and you know back and then it was books and dvds that's yeah. how you would learn and so that's what i did and i just apprenticed him and back then apprenticeship meant cleaning toilets mopping the floor doing the laundry making coffee shampooing it wasn't just learning how to do watching <laughs> no the windows it was everything yeah and uh i made like nothing it was no money it was might have i don't know a hundred something bucks a week that was it and uh, maybe and tips which i quickly learned how to shampoo fairly well because i thought yeah. this is a way i can get money this is a way i can get tips you know anyhow that that's how i started and uh that's I, I beautiful i love that so yeah, it was much. i really do me yeah. education that's what was ingrained in me you have to do this oh you know what? Actually, and I've said this story before, but I'm going to go a little more into detail. You can do whatever. Yep. The guy told me, okay, okay. I decided I'm going to hire you. I said, oh, great. Thank you. I need a job. This is great. He said, come Monday at 10 a.m. I said, oh, yeah, Monday, 10 a.m. I get there. And actually, funny enough, no one was there at 10 a.m. He pulls up at 10.15, right? And he goes, fella. And I was like, huh? And he goes, you know, the, the window comes down. He goes, fella. He goes, get in. And I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing? Oh, God. <laughs> so he says, you know, back then smoke, everybody smoked back then. And he yep, was yep. like, Philip, you know what? I've been thinking since I hired you on Saturday, because mind you, he hired me Saturday night and then Sunday and then Monday. And he goes, you don't know nothing about this industry. I said, no. He goes, but you're stoked to learn. I said, absolutely. He said, I'm going to take you to a hair show. You're in luck because this is the, uh, the, the last day of the Crystal City Hair Show. I said, sure. I, I don't know what that means, but let's go. He goes, you're going to really see what this industry is about. So I said, okay. So I went to the show and I was like, oh my God. I mean, the stage, wow. product setup, models coming around with their hair all funky and crazy. And then 
stylist and I saw more tattooed people. <laughs> it's like, my people are here, you know? Yes. I was just like this, like jaw dropped. Like, yeah. what is this world? I didn't even know this existed. In my mind, I thought it was like, you know, beauty parlor. I don't know. Yeah. The hooded. No, dog, yeah. Know? The beauty salon. Like, because it was pegged. It was this Macy's Experience Salon, only one linear thought of the industry until it started to get a little bit more colorful, more interesting. Like, absolutely, absolutely you had a fair reason to feel that way. I did, and, and I heard yeah. the music blaring and everything, yeah. and I thought, this is like a giant party, and totally. nobody's talking <laughs> about it, you know? So here I am, and at that time, um, there was something that was, look, everybody knows education's been around forever. But at that time, what was very popular was a, uh, a group of these men who were all separate, uh, men and women, but they were yeah. separate, but they didn't go up on stage and do hair. That's not what they did. They went on stage and they spoke from the heart and yeah. people waited in lines, paid money to see these people. Because I mean, they were just so inspiring in so many yeah. ways. And uh, of course they were hairdressers, but it had nothing to do with doing hair. You know what I mean? Like they didn't say, take this section. And, but no, 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 it wasn't about that. I mean, there, there were classes like that, but these guys were what it was all about. And one in particular that I remember was this guy and uh, he, he did his talk and everything. And I was like, wow, this guy's so cool. And then my, my boss at the time saw him at the bar and he goes, Ooh, I'm, so he started introducing me to everybody. And again, I'm not good with names, so I can't remember everybody. He's like, face, I got you, but <laughs> yeah, was, name. So this guy is this, and this guy is that. And then he kept telling them, this is my new apprentice, Philip. This is his first day in the industry. And everyone was kind of laughing, chuckling, like, okay, good luck, boy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. but welcome. Welcome, but yeah. good luck. You know? Yeah, yeah. May and the thought, odds ever be in your favor. I mean, <laughs> to the industry. That's <laughs> I mean, right. Yep. So he introduced me to this one guy, and the guy just started telling me all this stuff. We were at the bar, and uh, we were private. Funny enough, he wasn't crowded with a bunch of people. And, uh, and he told me one thing that definitely stuck out, which was, you know, you're in a great position right now. I would say absorb, absorb all you can. Learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. There is no limit here. And always ask questions. And he goes, I'll tell you what, um, if you make it, and if you make it, what I mean by that is if you stay long enough, you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna wanna give back. And he says, you don't know what I'm talking about right now, but if you make it up that far, you will know. And you will know that it's not something you should do. It's something that is, or it you is something you should do because it's, it's, uh, it's the, what do you call it? The cycle. It's, it's the you cycle know? of the industry. The cycle yes. of the industry. You know, you yes. give back. And you will get just as much out of it as they will. Yeah. And he said, it's kind of one of those things. And he says, it's, it's of utmost importance. And always, always stay involved in education. So I don't know why, but we talked, for quite some time, but those are the things that I remember. That and is then of course, so beautiful. That is so yeah. beautiful. I'm telling you because, and how you just laid that out is so, it, I love it because it's something that I've tried to put words to. I'm not very eloquent with words. I speak gibberish most times, like true to form, <laughs> hairstylist. <laughs> but the thing is like, so um, example, I just have no other way. I believe in only saying my personal experience and not projecting that opinion. So my experience of this is 
um, to use as an example, when I was behind the chair, I loved to do balayage and color and just advanced techniques and things like that for myself and my clients. It was what I loved to do, but I never learned how to teach that other than my apprentices. Like if they were watching me, I could teach them verbally. I could teach them that, but I never learned how or why the importance of passing knowledge on, right? Like, so I, I taught them, they were fine. They were great. They advanced and all this, but I could never put that in a book, right? Or lay it out in a way that made sense away from this. So I just use this as an example because what you just said is the pinnacle of our foundation here at Freebird is knowledge is everything. And being able to have everyone have the ability to have access to knowledge should be fair game so that everyone has a chance to learn and grow. And it's up to us who have gone before to give back what we know because that's the only way this industry grows. It doesn't grow out of new techniques. It grows from the age old techniques of how to treat humans and create beautiful outcomes with your skills. And I love that you say that because giving back to the industry, I think, is not a um, need to, like, it, it, you have to. Like, it's your duty as an artist. And if you've stood the test of time of this industry to give back parts that helped you get there because you have generations behind you. I love that. Like, that means so much to me that you shared that because it's, uh, I still don't know how to put it into words well, but I think it's our job to just help, is all, help where we can. It's our responsibility. That's a big, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's an know, easy word to use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It's so our I, responsibility. Said, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I believe it's true. You know, whether you okay. intended on it being that way or not, I feel like you get to a point where if you do build a name of some sort, whether it was intentional or not, there is a responsibility there. And I feel like um, I got to that point and I thought, well, now I understand exactly yeah. what, what he meant. And so that's where I started. And I boom, boom, boom. And I just worked, uh, worked my way over the years, you know. I and love I, that. This realization actually before, before the boom of social media. So I was actually a late, late bloomer to social media, believe yeah. it or not. I, I, wasn't, I was not about it in the beginning. I'm oh sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I was agreeing with you. No, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. So and then once I got yeah. on board and then I was like, oh wow, this is cool, you know. So um but no, yeah. it's just interesting the responsibility component that you bring up because you know, when we think of all different walks of life, I love how you're like, when I got to a point where I needed to share, like you do such a great job sharing your knowledge. I love how you give back to the industry with your knowledge. I think it's brilliant. I love it. But also, too, sharing to those who, you know, you're in your salon and you're a salon owner or you're in a suite and you have two people next to you. It's that important to be open minded and share in that scenario, too, and share the knowledge of the industry, because I've learned so much from my like these interactions, all of what you say. I have to remember sometimes I have to speak because I'm like soaking up everything you're saying. And so it's like use the opportunity everywhere you are interacting with humans to learn something. Begin with a beginner's mindset every day. And I promise you in this industry, you're going to learn if you allow yourself. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah, learn may the today. odds ever be in your favor for sure. Like, the unspoken role of this beautiful industry. I mean, gosh. So I, have to, I have to say, though, you have, I mean, there is no wealth or experience that I can imagine you're, you are not familiar with in some way. But I'm so curious, Philip, with your 
diverse career path, what's been something that you just have really loved that stood out to you that brings you great joy that um, you either still do or it was a part of your career that it was really something you enjoyed doing as an artist? Okay, so you know what? I would say this. Oh, God, there were so many. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> I, I, yeah, what, what, so I feel like I've lived many lives as yeah. a stylist. And why I say that is because to me, there's two major parts. There was before social media and then <laughs> after. And why I say that is because um, I believe now people, it's easy. Everyone has a profile of some sort, right? And, you know, you look at it and it's easy for us to just sort of prejudge that person. Oh, that's this type of person, right? Uh, but as we all know, in reality, that's really not the case, right? And also, we only know what they choose to post. We, we don't know the past. We don't know a lot, actually, you know? Um, and there is a lot of my uh, career that I don't post anymore because I don't yeah. do that anymore. As my, and even if I do, uh, it's something that is, I keep out only for yeah. the respect of these people or whatever. But, you know, for a long time, I did do um, celebrity hair and things like mm -hmm. that. You know, I wanted to move to LA just to see what I was sort of made of. Like I, I, I kind of did the, you know, big fish in a small pond thing where I was out on the East coast, but I thought there's gotta be more out there. I want to totally. do it for myself as far as experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And I ended up staying here. So I've been here now uh, since 2000. Anyway, a long time now. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. And, you know, I, I got into doing, you know, you know, celebrity hair and things like that. And th there's a whole world of that too, by the way. I mean, that's just a whole different thing. Yeah. So anyway, the great thing that I learned was what that was like. I remember even before I got into hair or when I first got into hair, I would sit back and watch TV and I would go, does that person's hair or yep I want to see what what is that like to do that because obviously somebody does it um, and then you learn the politics involved you learn how it works and all this sort of thing and uh, believe it or not a lot of set artists don't even have a license because they're not doing a service in a shop in a boom all they're doing is designing a look on a set so there's no need for a license really right um, it's just that there's some people who have never worked in a salon and never done like a real, uh, when I say haircut, I mean like a structured boom right. because they never had to do that. All they've had to do was snip here and there for the look of that camera angle. Okay. So there's a difference, but then they really talented ones. Anyways, they can dress hair in a way that we if you were in a salon only, you don't think this way. You don't have that mentality, you know? Nope. So I think what I loved was being on different sets for different reasons and learning the mentality of these artists. Some are both makeup and hair. Some are only hair. Some only dress hair. Some, because, you know, colorists and this and that. No, go to a salon and get that done and then come on set, you know? So they don't deal with any of that stuff except dressing. That's it. And there is such an art to that, believe it or not. Um, to have someone look like they rolled around in bed, you know, for half an hour, or someone who just woke up, or someone who got in a fight, or yeah. someone who, you know, went into the water, came out, let it dry for two hours, that look, oh, you know, it, it's, it's all the yes. we don't the think nuance. About. It's the, the nuances. nuance. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and also, so in turn, I deal with a lot of actors, a lot of producers, a lot of uh, directors, and those are, they're all different, right? There's something with beards and directors, by the way. It's a, it's a thing. They, they love having, anyway. You know, you know which one. Yeah, I call it all. That's <laughs> yeah. a director, you know? And, That's um, you, and got it. it. Then I started working with people that I grew up watching on TV. So that's a surreal thing right there, right? And you meet very interesting people, you know? And some, it's amazing to meet them. And some, it's kind of a disappointment, you know? Um, but you just learn that as you go. And I think that, for example, I have this one uh, uh, client. Okay, bro, this week, man, I'm an anchor man. You need to give me the anchor man haircut. Boop, done. Three, uh, three, three months later, bro, I got this role. I'm a lead singer in a, in a punk band. I need a really cool, boom, all right, cool. Boop. Six months later, he comes by. Dude, I'm stranded on an island, bro. That's fucking shaved. I need, I need like a shaggy, you know, yeah. it looks like it's grown out. So yeah. I'm designing these looks to fit a role, you know? So, or, or I've gotten this one. I need a haircut that looks like I got it from someone who doesn't know how to cut hair. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So and I why? Look I did it myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You have to, these, these, are not, these are not the mindset of a regular stylist in the salon only. Do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we want it to be the best. We want it to, yeah. you know, we're learning. Polished. We want it better. Polished. 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 Yeah. Everything's polished. But no, no, no. In, in, in LA, when it comes to this world, it's, you want to create things that are situational. This is not, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. so, oh, yeah. it's, I, I, so it's, beautiful. it's beautiful. But I did learn a lot from that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or, wait a minute, we're re-taping we're re last week's episode. We have to do some add-ins. I'm going to need you to cut the hair what it looked like a week and a half ago. So don't give me a full haircut. Only no. give me a 10-day haircut. You have to gauge 10 days or you have to watch the footage and not only recut it that way, but you might even have to style it in that same loose ponytail if it's a girl, you know, whatever, and make it look the same so that when they edit, it looks like it was the same day. When in reality, it was three different days, three weeks apart. Gosh, you know I, I have to tell you, I am so curious, Phil, is it the challenge the um, you know, what I, what I love about hearing all of that, and I'm so curious if this is what has kept you enjoying this part of it, is the challenge. You just never really know what's going to, it takes your skills to a whole nother level because you're like, wait a minute. Like, okay, let me think of every example of like someone rolling out of bed, uh, you know, and you're like trying to think of your own experience. You're like, okay, well, let me cut it. Like if a high school kid cut someone in the bathroom, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's so interesting. Is that, do you feel like that's, the part that just really entices you the challenge of it yeah is the not knowing yeah. and honestly yeah. um i'm one who like i like to be like okay what's today's thing all right totally. ooh, perfect. i'm gonna do that and then they say i need anchorman hair and i'm like okay but do we want um you know this man hair it's like we break it down and we have so much fun talking yeah. about this stuff you know and um and it's interesting and then i'll go and watch the episode because they'll be like dude yeah. I'm on this thing where I fell off the boat and now I'm on this thing and I got a continuing role now. Or one guy's like, I'm a drug lord, bro. So it's so interesting. Or you'll so get a cool. guy who's totally clean cut, but he gets a role being a gangster. So right. now you've got to give him gangster hair or whatever. You just, it's you like, have to in it. yeah. Things. yeah. Because let's face it, 
we all know that generally speaking, of course, and I don't want to offend anyone, but what I'm saying is someone who gets a fade in a traditional salon and someone who gets a fade in an urban barbershop, these are different fades, okay? There's 100%. different details, right? Yes. Definitely different details on the, the, the lining, you know, the lineup. It yeah. could be different types of uh, aesthetic when it comes to a, uh, that look. And you have to know how to match that aesthetic. So, okay, if you say gangster, what kind of gangster? Are we talking New York street gangster on, in Brooklyn? Are we That's talking right. about Italian gangster in, you know, what, what kind? Like, what, yeah. what, are we, what era, what situation are we in? Absolutely. And those details that make a movie or commercial mm -hmm. or a photo shoot more realistic. Yeah. So. It's the attention to detail that I'm telling you how, how you just painted that picture is so beautiful because so many people want to go to LA, right? They want to go work. And, but, and what is so beautiful about it is there's an array of opportunity there. There's just, I mean, what everything and the image you just painted is such a great example of how diverse that it is because it pushes the boundaries. It forces you to think outside the box. It allows for experience to be felt in your art because those details you just said, that's like standing in New York and watching the architecture and then seeing that point on that building and be like, what if I did that in here? You know, it's taking these things from all over the world and bringing it back from cultural experience to societal experience. And I love that you touch on that because there's people in smaller areas that, you know, they feel like, well, how am I going to get there? Like, look for inspiration around you right now and get there. Go. Like, you can be successful if you want to be successful and listen to like, you don't know what image you're going to paint when you talk about your career, when you try to just go for it, because that is right there is just pure love and passion of creating magic with talent and experience. Like I, I feel the work that you're bringing out every word you're saying, because I instantly am feeling like, Oh, when you go to India and the, all of the beautiful work or in Africa and the hairstyles or the different pieces they use, bringing that back and influencing that in your work and inspiring people with it is such an incredible talent and you do it so effortlessly. So I have to give you kudos, my friend, because oh, I, I love, I just love watching you bring this together. It's art. It's bringing all of your experience, all of your knowledge, and it's beautiful how you showcase it because you should, because it helps people know what's possible in the industry. Who would have, who would have ever thought without hearing you say, no, someone said like, Pretend to cut my hair. You're Philip Wolf. Like no one's gonna tell you to not cut, you know, in their normal thinking, right? Like, right. but that you're like, no, this is what this is a very common request from me, and you've stayed open, you've stayed versatile, allowing all of your experience from being an apprentice to going to the book with Tony and Guy, which is pretty rigid cuts. Like I mean, they're pretty structured cuts, yes, right? With a little flair. So to allow yourself to constantly stay open and fluid in the industry to absorb new experiences is honestly the most beautiful part about what you just said, because you have to stay open so you can keep creating and still have inspiration in you, my friend. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know how they say a picture is a thousand words or whatever like that. And it's true because let's say someone chooses to post a picture on a fade or a bob right yeah. now the thing is is nobody but you and who was on that set knows the context of that photo so and that's where comments are absolute amazement yeah. people that's the best part of any content out there is the comments, yeah. right yeah. 
and oh, you're gonna get the uh, oh well I would have done it this way. It's like look wait wait wait. You don't know. You don't know what no. the director on set wanted that look to be because the director has the vision, not the hairstylist on set. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> shoot like this or it's it's about the art director director or whoever is controlling this look it's not the like sometimes as a hairstylist people think if they're going to work editorial this that and the other that they're the ones who have creative flow <laughs> let me if you're key hair and you're way up there on the ranks and you're friends with the director and you're part of the artistic look that's fine but you're usually the person who creates the look once and you're done because then the set people continue that look all day long. There's an hierarchy, there's a, there's a, a system in which it's this works. It's actually a respect thing though, if you will. Like I, I have to touch on this because I'm curious more than anything right. is I think as we evolve as an industry, right? And we're taking away that like trade, like hiding our secrets, right? We're, it's very much more collaboration, creation together, you know? But I know you experienced this in the industry when you came in, and that was you don't talk unless you're spoken to. You have this. You you follow these very like no, you don't do that until X in your career. You know there was these almost unspoken knowns of how yeah. to progress, and this is a really great example of that because you know oh I want to work Fashion Week. I I was very fortunate to work for the salon in LA who did Fashion Week, and this is something that I think a lot of people have a misconception on is. When you're doing these things, there's so many hands behind the scenes that unless you're lead, unless you're this, you're not the one doing that. But that doesn't mean you're not a part of it. You have to do those things to get to where you want to be. But you may also find doing it. It's not your jam. And that's the beautiful part, too. But go for it and understand there's always hierarchy within these things. But absolutely. No, it's you're earning your stripes in the industry, right? Like you're earning your stripes is all. It is. Yeah. It's very important to um, there's, there's three words here. Know yeah. your place. Know your place. Know your place. Know I know, your place. There, you know, obviously, any artistic world is very ego-driven, right? And so I think when it comes to this, it's a very check your ego time. It's like, look, yes, you're hired on this, on this, and you're going to get paid, but know your place in this job, in this gig that you are getting paid for. Yeah. So your job is to and do yeah. what you're told. Yes. Or you do enough of those and you may be one up. Yep, yep. <laughs> enough of those and one up there. And you embrace it and you enjoy the journey and yes. just go. Like you will and don't get discouraged, you guys. Don't. I mean, there's plenty of times for myself personally, I want to hang up my shears and I'm so glad I didn't because this industry has a beautiful way of growing you as a person if you let it and if you stay in it long enough. But what an amazing journey from you had no idea that you were going to be a hairstylist to you're like, hmm, I'm going to just really get more and more excited about this culture, these people, this industry who you felt at home, you felt at home. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this industry is it's a place for all of us who don't really fit in the box that live on the outside of the lines a little bit where the outliers who don't want to go to the, you know, traditional schooling, but we're the creatives who paint the world brighter in my opinion. And that's what we get to do as professionals. And you have done such a beautiful journey of inspiring people, educating people, 
empowering this industry with your knowledge that you've experienced. And my friend, I'm going to brag so hard right now and just say thank you personally because you've shown hairstylists that there's so much more of brilliance in hairstyling than just behind the chair. You went from behind the chair to a platform artist, to an educator, to a global educator, to a brand owner, to all of these things, a fashion. Okay, so I don't want to, I just love your, I love your oh, photos. <laughs> I, I don't want to misspeak because I'm not certain on the correlation here, but all of the beautiful things that you've done, I think it's so great to talk about because you, not, not for everyone, you guys, like this is Philip's journey. This is his approach. This is how he's done things and chosen to do things. That's a beautiful option for the industry if you have similar passions of going on the platform stage, global educator stage, whatever it is, right? So this is where I just want to say thank you because you opened up the door and you let people know it's okay and it's great to be proud of expanding your knowledge into you as an artist. And I love it. I love what you've done. Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's You're so welcome. And it brings back to that very first phrase you said was it being a privilege, because it really is, you know, it's an industry that accepted me. It accepted me for who I was and what I wanted to do. And therefore, here I am several years later, and I've been able to live out a lot of those dreams. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. I mean, it, it still blows my mind to this day. I mean, it's... Uh, but you're giving yeah. back. You know, you're, you're sharing those moments, those... The, the scary, right? Like when you got there, when you got to that first hair show, I guarantee it was pretty nerve wracking to walk into a hair show and have oh, yeah. no knowledge, no narrative. And you just have very bold, confident <laughs> people walking around and you're like, I know nothing, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, you just definitely entered in in such an incredible way and how you impact it still is absolutely incredible. So, I wanted to make sure that I said that to you as many times as possible, but I also want to make sure that I touch on this because you guys, you heard this beautiful 23 years of navigating and going through this industry, very unique to him. And please know wherever you are, it can look different every year and embrace it. Like that was one thing you said, I've lived many lifetimes. I'm like, that's one thing our industry does well is it gives us space to reinvent ourselves and don't apologize for it. Don't apologize for it ever, hairstylists out there. Reinvent yourself, dye your hair, shave your head, you know, change your whole look and reinvent yourself if you want to because we're artists. We get to do that all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I got to make sure that it would not be fair to me to not share with our community your incredible tools that you have brought out, like Zuka. Please explain this incredible product because. I'm tripping and I'm like, gosh darn it, that's brilliant. So Philip, I'm not gonna butcher this, you tell us. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, actually, um, if you don't mind, I can just show you too as I explain. Oh gosh, yeah, Once, I love I'm this, please do. It. It's right here. Um, I love this. Okay, so here it is. Cute. This is the bag that you get, by the way. Okay. Um, and you know what, I even went as far as this bag is the only thing that wasn't made in the United States. However, it's made in a fair trade manufacturing. <laughs> okay. That's, so, I'm really, I'm grateful you took that detail. I mean, that's huge. That makes a difference. We're making yes, a world and better. Organic. Okay. Organic, indigo, everything. Okay. So also inside you're going to get an industrial, um, 
uh, zip bag. It's not the ones you get at the grocery store, believe me, it's nice and thick. But this is great for keeping your clean zookas, okay? And essentially what it is, is it, it, it's in a few colors now, um, but this is it. It comes, you know, wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. And it is uh, basically something that you do, and you can see my little logo there, but you just yeah. put it, you put the cape on your client, you put this over, and no hair. Perfect. Guys, women with short hair, you're going to love the fact that it doesn't, the hair doesn't get that. Your clients will love that. But on top of it all, a lot of people ask like, okay, is it, um, yeah, but what good is that? I can just buy the, uh, the paper strips, you know? Well, this yeah. is something totally different because, you know, it's a cape seal. Um, any colors, bleaches, anything will not get back in. But also, it is very sanitary because after you're done with this, you just put it in the barbicide and it's good. And yes, it is barbicide tested and approved, just so you know, straight from the company. Um, so yes, there it is. It comes, uh, awesome. actually, right now is, um, is a very special because this, obviously, it's a hard time right now. So there's a special on the website that is 30% off. So. Oh. Wonderful. I'll make sure we share that. Yeah. And if you just use the code WOLF30. WOLF30. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And I, um, what is the website so I can make sure I have it right? It is simply thezuka.com. Thezuka.com. Perfect. Yeah. And we will make sure to have that in our link tree so you guys can go to it right away because how wonderful for people having to really rethink sanitization and approaching their clients and helping clients feel confident as we all try to find and reemerge from this, you know? Yeah, that's such a big deal right now, especially with reopening with the new restrictions and things like that. So I just figured, yeah. you know, let's offer this at a great price. And, you know, hopefully that helps not only have the clients feel more yeah. taken care of, but you feel more confident in providing a service that is and it's something that's always, it's a, it's a service and a product that, I mean, honestly, you're saving money in the long run, not having to buy those awful sanitization strips or towels, washing them over and over. So yes. what a brilliant idea. I'd love that. So okay. also too, to make sure that I do not completely like people be like, uh, Cam, why didn't we talk about this? Right. And opportunities that you are taking part of during this virtual time. So um, is there anything that we should be made aware of that we can catch you on lives, virtuals, anything like that coming up? Yeah, so Matrix, yeah. we're doing a few things. Number one, we're doing something called virtual classrooms, and this is absolutely free. It's free, so um, if you aren't familiar with who the Matrix artists are, all you have to do is just go to the Matrix Instagram, and you'll see it's posted a lot. But um, uh, myself, Alfredo Lewis, there's a bunch of other, you know, Chris Benson, Daniel Keeson, you know, there's just a ton of um, artists and every week we're doing lives on our own live uh, Instagram and it's free. And um, I like to actually post up, um, we have a guy, Robert Santana, who does it in Spanish as well, just for the multilingual aspect of it. But we will get, we take uh, requests. So like, oh, if you wanna see a certain type of balayage or a toning class or uh, how to bleach double process or what's the best way to whatever, or cut a graduation, you know, you can ask, and then uh, you shall receive, which is oh, cool. you shall receive. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, and it's absolutely free. And then there's another free one called RMB, and that's in joint with a lot of uh, L'Oreal PPD brands, which is uh, excuse me, um, Redken Matrix Biolage, and that's on YouTube. So it's called RMB Education. Just go to YouTube RMB Education, and then uh, we do it live, and then it will be up there for 
I guess forever, you know? Yeah, you're like, it's in the cloud. No one knows. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's from our houses or our bathrooms or our kitchens, you know? Yeah. It's all just guerrilla style, you know? I love it. Well, and I'm so grateful that you guys are giving this opportunity because, I mean, we're all home. People who have the opportunity to learn some more head, hair education from your favorite people, please take advantage of this. Like, please take advantage of this. Line up your days, set your schedules, and also set intention. We don't know how much longer we'll be on the quarantine schedule. So maximize that knowledge. This is an incredible opportunity, you guys. So on YouTube for RMB and also Matrix Instagram, that's where you're going to be able to find all of this beautiful information. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Oh, wow. This is so exciting, Philip. And before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you would like to share with uh, our guests? Well, I just wanted to say for all of you out there who are, you know, maybe just going a little crazy, a little loopy uh, in your head, uh, just know you're not alone. Okay. We are all out there. And I have to say, I have my good days and my not so good days, you know, uh, or as I like to say, I have my good days and then my great days, right? Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we all go through that, you know, and we all are going through that. And I think what's definitely helped me the most is staying busy. And, and that may not necessarily mean just working. It could just be, let's just call up a friend. Let's, uh, you know, message uh, an artist uh, or someone I haven't talked to in a while or someone I even spoke to yesterday. It's keeping that communication open. I don't know how to describe it. It does something. It does yeah. something to you where it makes you just feel better. Because let's face it, guys, we're going to get back to work eventually. We are. This yeah. isn't forever. And when we do, we have to be in the right mindset for all these poor people who haven't been able to get their hair done. This is dry. I mean, imagine how crazy we're going. These people, first of all, look at me. I, you can't even see my tattoo. Oh, look, I haven't had I, a haircut. Yeah. And it, you know what? This is not because I can't, because obviously I could just do it. Yeah. But I'm trying to like share in the, in the experience of what everyone else is going through. Yeah. And believe me, I, I, this is driving me nuts. But, oh, yeah. you know, I'm in it with It'll you. It'll be celebration. <laughs> celebration when you can, yeah. right? We're going to celebrate it. Because right. I feel like when we do get back and I can shave it again, I'll crash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you know, listen, guys, you're not alone. And, uh, you know, if you do want to join in, that's what mainly this education stuff is about. Yes, the bonus is learning, but all in all, we're just connecting. We're having fun. So that's it. Oh, this has been such a joy. You guys, Phil, thank you so much for being with me. An honor, honestly. I am humbled and will remember this day forever. Thank you all so much for checking this out. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. This has been another Freebird series with the incredible Philip Wolf. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you, everybody. Bye, guys. Stay